for listening to Just Chat with Drew, where we go over everything and anything you need to need to help navigate your life better. Our guest, Mr. Joe Sprangle, is a professor at Mary Baldwin University and knows everything about regards to anything that can help out undergrads and postgrads to navigate through life. And Mr. Joe, tell us more about yourself. All right. Well, yes, I uh, spent almost 30 years in manufacturing before I tell people I had a midlife crisis and decided to become an academic. The, oh, wow. uh, the real, I, I really didn't have a crisis, but I just thought, you know, I'd always felt called to teach. And mm -hmm. um, it just seemed like things were steering me back to that direction. So, um, so yes, I, I went back, got my doctorate and uh, started doing some adjunct teaching. And when I finished my doctorate, ended up uh, accepting, uh, well, during my doctorate, I actually went to work for Ithaca College as an um, instructor. Then when I graduated from the program and finished up my time at Ithaca, I came to Mary Baldwin here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley. So um, now I tell people I'm kind of going through my uh, two-thirds life crisis and, and working <laughs> at being a um, author, thought leader, consultant, uh, speaker, all these, all those wonderful things. So I just called that you have many hats. So you're doing a yes. lot. Yes. Juggling yeah. five professions. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying what I'm doing a lot. So. Well, sure. Honestly, I'm, I'm curious to know about um, this book you've mentioned, Humanist Manufacturing. Okay. And I guess, um, could talk briefly more about it if you wish to the problem you find i guess what initially started you finding this like issue and what encouraged you to make the book in the first place yeah so um you know i grew up in the midwest in michigan and the closest thing we had to sustainability was a few places had uh recycling but you know uh, and most of my work was in the automotive industry and I didn't really see anything that was focusing on, you know, becoming more socially and environmentally responsible. But during my doctorate work, I was introduced to a, in a documentary to the work of Ray Anderson of Interface. And back then, uh, Ray Anderson was looking at um, running his business, complying with environmental regulation and other, you know, governmental regulation and thought we're doing what we need to. Well, then somebody pushed him to say, hey, you know, what are, what are we doing about sustainability? And this guy was doing this stuff back in 1995, which, you know, nobody was doing it at that time. And mm -hmm. as he started down this path, he claimed that he was an avowed plunderer of the world's, world's resources. And he felt a spear in the chest epiphany. And he's he led... Uh, this company on, on just this remarkable journey where they're actually a net zero company now. They're making, you know, no impact, uh, harmful impact on the environment. Actually, they're, they're trying to be now a regenerative organization where they're actually benefiting the environment. And throughout listening to that documentary and how that, that work had, had actually made them more profitable, it helped them to, to survive a few downturns and so forth. So, I ended up joining this recognized expert course. And one of the things you were supposed to do is come up with your breakthrough idea. And so sustainability became a real focus during my doctorate work and even during my early research work as a professor. And, and then I started to 
go down the path of, okay, well, I'm going to do this for any business. Well, then I realized, hey, I got 30 years of experience in manufacturing. Mm -hmm. I know that business. I know the impact that it could make. And so, but what I saw was a, there's a lot of books on every kind of business topic, but there really aren't any books that kind of take you from an A to Z approach to, okay, mm -hmm. I'm here today, five years from now, I want to be more socially and environmentally responsible. And so I started down that path and I uh, created a book that it, it starts out talking about what are humanist commitments and there are things like altruism, empathy, environmentalism, critical thinking, and, and so forth. And those made a lot of sense to me. But humanists also don't believe in a higher being, but actually I'm a mm. Christian, so I do believe in that. But right. <laughs> I, I kind of felt like, you know, if it's a good, you know, these are good commitments no matter what. And mm. so what I present in the book is that how by being a company that applies these humanist commitments to your organization, you yeah. become more socially and environmentally responsible. But as I keep harping on, which I, I, I want everybody <laughs> to know this, you can actually make more money by being socially and environmentally responsible. So what? Uh, That's all it took? Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to hear in my 20s. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I put this book together that starts out mm -hmm. with the commitments. It then walks through what the leader or the owner of a company should do to, to understand why they're in business. What are the things that are really important to them? What is their vision? What are their values? What's their mission? Uh, then once that person figures that out, then they bring their executive team together, or the core team, work through that process as well. But then it looks at, okay, what do you need to do to be uh, less harmful processing uh, options, mm -hmm. less, less harmful products that you're producing. Mm -hmm. How can you be a more sustainable operation? So it's like, really a step-by-step -step plan. Yeah. And okay. then, yeah. And then it walks through, okay, well, it's, it's really about putting employees in their best possible position. And then it talks mm -hmm. about, well, we just don't want to make a good impact inside our organization, but we want to be part of a vibrant community and what's our role in that. And so mm -hmm. I advocate hiring people that are uh, neurodiverse uh, because they have great attributes, but they're largely unemployed because people don't understand what they can bring to the organization. Another case where actually mm -hmm. when you do that, your productivity goes up, your profitability goes up. And so, and then the last part of the book is, okay, now that you've looked at all these things, well, here's mm -hmm. how you work through building a strategic plan, a tactical plan, mm -hmm. change management uh, plan, and then kind of closes it out with that. So um, like I said, A to Z, trying to put a <laughs> lot of stuff in a very short amount of pages, but mm -hmm. you know, a lot of good feedback that it worked out. That's totally fine because if someone can read this and just interpret basically A to Z of what they could learn through this, I think it's better than any lecture class personally. <laughs> but yeah. this could impact someone's life in a way that not only takes them out of the, what they thought like sustainability, but give them a structural plan to prosper yeah. in the future. That's and pretty that's, interesting. That's part of what I found as well is that there's a lot of people that recognize they need to do something but they don't right. always know how to do it. And, and so that's that was the driving force as well, is that, okay, I've been studying this stuff for 45 years. I kind of know what works and what doesn't work and, and condensed it down to the book, which kind of tells you what it is, 
And I'm in the process of actually building some courses that will actually show people how to apply the various concepts in the book. So. The Joe course, 101. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to it at Patreon. The Humanist Manufacturing cool. MBA. <laughs> yeah, or just MBA for sure, however you want to make it sound nice. But that's yeah. pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. And I guess with that, that that's what it means to you as a whole, just bringing people together or just giving them a structural lifestyle of like how to gain this access? Yeah, so part of what I talk about is that this is a great avenue for lifting up people that are mm -hmm. not in you know similar circumstances to my own, for example. White male, you know, we've had <laughs> it we've had it better than most. Um mm -hmm. also we've done a lot of awful things uh over the years. Mm -hmm. But what what I'm looking to do is that so it could be somebody that's that's in poverty and, and they can't seem to break that cycle. Well, companies can do this where they have this welfare to work program where they help them to learn what they need to learn, to get access to a, a viable vehicle that can get them to work. Um, and maybe maybe there's somebody that needs some particular paperwork that that would help them to be be a legal resident, for example. And mm -hmm. by companies working together with social agencies and, and people interested in doing this, okay, we can take people off the welfare rolls, right? And put them into viable jobs, paying good money. You know, I went, I have four degrees and for the most part, all of them were paid for by the manufacturing companies I worked for. So you can come in and work there. You can take yourself even to another level by getting some college education. And so- um, as I mentioned before, people that maybe they're on the autism spectrum. Okay. Mm -hmm. They can be great employees. They're going to stay with you. They're, they're very committed to, you know, and there's people all sorts of, um, on the spectrum. So it could be a great engineer or it could be somebody that works on the production line. But the reality is there's a lot of untapped human capability in this world in manufacturing has a huge uh, problem with not being able to hire enough people. Okay, well, stop looking for white guys and start looking at all <laughs> these other people that can be a part of this solution. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows hey, has the potential. Way, yeah, you can make more money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's really a good fact to know that everyone has untapped potential that they really need to just awaken yeah. in themselves, you know? And yeah, maybe they don't find that um, right now or later, but with, I guess, the right um, what's the word like motivation or guide said they could really yeah. put themselves in the right direction. And I think at least for younger people initially, that's how we, as you see, I, we have to find that path that could better ourselves, better our families right. and just get ourselves out of the situation that we're currently in. You're listening to just chat with you. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for a personalized senior housing placement in Maryland? Look no further than Senior Care Placement and Consulting Incorporated. With over 24 years of experience, our dedicated team ensures your loved ones receive the best care possible. Whether it's assisted living, respite care, or home care, we tailor our services to meet your unique needs. Trust us to find the perfect placement. Visit SeniorCare-Placement.com for a free consultation today. During your younger days, could something like this be helpful for you? Like, could you 
see yourself listening to this advice and say, yeah, I could definitely get myself involved in this. And what advice you could give for young people to stray away from? Yeah. So for me, a lot of what happened in my career is I just took advantage of every opportunity that I had. And so I mentioned mm -hmm. I have these four degrees and the company was willing to pay for them, but I had to put in the work to, to get a good grade. Well, okay. That's, that's not that big a deal. And so mm -hmm. I took advantage of that. And uh, I told people I could have ended up with a degree in sitcomology watching TV every night, or I could go to school a night or two a week and, and work towards a degree, right? Both solid degrees, um, mind you. Both solid degrees. <laughs> a Netflix yeah. degree and a very fashion degree. Yeah. And then um, part of it is uh, Ms. Dory Clark uh, is the person that mm. runs this recognized expert course that I talked about. The One of the things that she also has written about is the long game. Nothing happens overnight. Everything takes time. And if you've mm -hmm. got to be persistent and just keep doing it. And so I started writing a blog four years ago last month, and I never missed a week. I wrote it religiously every week. And um, I was just recognized as a LinkedIn top voice, which is there's 300 people out of the 1 billion people that are on LinkedIn that get this recognition yeah. each year. And so, and it's just because I just kept grinding, you know, I knew what I wanted to do and I kept, I just kept doing the work. So to me, that's really important as well. But beyond that, I was never, I was never fully satisfied with what I was doing in manufacturing. I was always looking for something different. Part of the problem was I, I did a terrible job of picking employers. Um, uh. <laughs> they were all, you know, they were all cutting corners and so forth. And Part of the oh, reason I did it was I wanted to stay local so my kids could stay in the same school district, for example. But I also had this mentality I was going to fix them. You know, what I what I learned after a while is <laughs> the company's really messed up when you get there. It's probably still going to be messed up when they ask you to leave because right. it's not the people they hire that's the problem. It's the ownership. That's, that's mm -hmm. 100%. That's, that's a, a reflection of themselves. Yeah. And so I, I really encourage people Find out what it is that makes you tick. You know, what what really is uh, that? That uh, One of the things I talk about in the first part of my book is you wake up every morning and you realize it's Monday. And, oh, by the way, I get to go to work today. And it's like <laughs> most of us don't feel that way on Monday, right? <laughs> right. Um, but it can be if you find it, what it is that it's, you're passionate about, what you can do to, to benefit others. Um, to work for a company where their values align with your values and, and so forth, that your life's going to be so much richer and more rewarding. And it took me till I was midlife to figure that out. So, <clears throat> excuse me. No, that's totally fine. Like, the sooner you understand and appreciate life as it is now, and you can really build just good habits in yourself. And yeah, just keeping uh, persistent and working hard, like, day by day of what you want to do, what you're passionate about will get you um, more fulfilling and more yeah. fruitful in what you want to <clears> do. <throat> but very solid advice. And personally, something I take like to account, like I could really sometimes like really, I feel down like, oh, I don't want to do this work today. But I remember, okay, if I want to reach this goal with the podcast or with my future career, I have to put in the time and put in the effort. Right. So yeah, and you it's know, definitely I, good. I 
about being a thought leader, you know, that's that's a pretty lonely <laughs> world when you're, you know, a very niche person writing in manufacturing right. sustainability. You don't get a whole lot of feedback about, hey, this is good or this is not and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, I am, like I said, I'm starting to see the results of it, you know, and there for a while, you know, nobody was looking at what I was writing, but slowly and, you know, gradually over time. And that's that's the other thing. We just need to understand we should always be looking at learning something new every day and getting better at what we're doing. So, I mean, I here I am, you know, learning about how to build a website and, and mm -hmm. you know, social media and all, you know, it's just <laughs> uh, stuff I never thought I'd be doing. But, you know, it's, it's now what I need to learn in order to be able to get where I want to go next. So. You're always a student at the end of the day, even when... Yeah. You have your degrees or your professor or just a student still. You're always learning and adapting to your situations and surroundings. And that's the beauty about it. Just always yeah. open-mindedness to, to learn anything. But thank you so much, Joe, for that thought. And where are you to find you, honestly? <laughs> if you have a LinkedIn or a social media page or follow the book. Yeah, so I am on LinkedIn. And um, my company website is manualstrategicsustainability.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a page there for the book. Uh, and then, you, like I say, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Joe Sprangle. And um, pretty much that's how you can get a hold of me. All right. Just be Joe. Just do it and just push it through. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having us, man. Thank you. Hey, Swing I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Take care. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Just Chatting with Drew. Make sure to give us a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for more information and updates on the next episode. And give us a follow on Instagram, Just Chatting with Drew, and my Instagram, Drew.N96, to keep yourself updated and linked to share your voice. Tell me what you think about the pod. Tell me what you think about the episode and what more topics you want to hear from. I'd love to hear back from you guys. And yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.